Hi, I'm Manika Raman-Wilms, and you're listening to The Decibel from The Globe and Mail. Remember hearing about last year's drama around GameStop? It was this brick-and-mortar video game store, and it didn't seem to have much of a future. But then people started buying stock in the company, and it really kicked off a whole trend and culture, complete with its own lingo, of meme stocks. When we like a company, we say the stock's going to the moon, baby. And today- Welcome back to work, diamond hands. AMC to the moon, baby. GameStop went through a dramatic up and down, but a lot of people are still holding on to the stock. They're weirdly supportive communities in that way. Like, everybody is in this together. It's okay to have a down day. In the end, we will all be vindicated. That's sort of the belief. Joe Castaldo is with The Globe's report on business. Today, he'll help us understand what happened with GameStop, why meme stocks are so appealing, and what this all tells us about modern-day investing. This is The Decibel. Joe, it's nice to see you again. Yeah, thanks for having me back. So, Joe, you've been a business reporter for for 15 years now. When all of this GameStop drama was unfolding on the stock market last year, what did you think of it? So I was just watching it, like most people, as an observer. And I was very confused and quite (laughs) amazed at what was happening because I'd never seen anything like this before. I'd never seen stock prices move like that before um, for these reasons, to have this mass of people just behind these companies for somewhat unorthodox reasons. Uh, And it was just fascinating to see play out. And yeah, it was a distraction. It was entertaining. And that was just as an observer for those participating. uh, It was much more than that. Did you ever feel the need to get involved yourself? Of course. Yes. Um, (laughs) You started to see, you know, stories coming out of, you know, people making tens of thousands of dollars. And I never had the urge to buy a meme stock myself because that just seemed way too crazy. But I will admit around that time, I did open a trading account to fool around a little bit with stocks against my better judgment. It did not work out, so I will stick to writing. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm just curious to know, like, why do you think this happened at, at that particular moment in time? Why in early 2021? So there's a few reasons. It was the pandemic. A lot of people were at home. A lot of people were bored. This was something fun to do. It coincided with the rise of basically free trading platforms. In the U.S., government stimulus may have played a role as well. Um, People had stimulus checks that they wanted to put to work. You also have active investing communities on social media these days, on Reddit, on TikTok, on Twitter. Um, A lot of people are being exposed to that as well. And finally, like, It became this symbolic struggle in a way from people who feel they've been left behind in the economy. They saw investing in GameStop and other meme stock companies as a way to kind of get some kind of revenge on very wealthy individuals. 
And we've talked about GameStop, but, but what else are examples of meme stocks? What else can we look to here? AMC is another popular meme stock, the movie theater chain. There is still a very active community around AMC. One of the weird things that's happened is because AMC's stock price is so much higher, the company was able to raise a lot of money, like close to $2 billion by issuing new shares that people bought. So it did actually end up helping the company then in that sense. In a way, yes, it has money to pay down debt. And like today, AMC announced that it is investing in a gold and silver mining company, which is a very strange thing for a movie theater chain to do. Mm-hmm. BlackBerry became a meme stock for a little while, mm-hmm. uh, as did Nokia, and uh, Bed Bath & Beyond was another one. A lot of these ideas sort of percolate up from Reddit, wherever there's an investing community, um, particularly this forum Wall Street Bets, where you know somebody starts posting about this company and, and their reasons for it, and then you know people just people follow along, and you just get this momentum. It's hard to say sort of what links all of these companies. You mentioned Reddit here. So if you had to characterize Wall Street Bets, Joe, like if it was a person, what would its personality be? It's like if you could distill the personality of Jordan Belfort. He's the lead character in Wolf of Wall Street. If you could distill his personality into a Reddit board, that's kind of what it's like. It's just, it's financial hedonism for the internet age. When you go there, and it's not just Wall Street Bets, there are Reddit forums for GameStop and for AMC. Um, and it's a very confusing, chaotic place to visit for the first time. There's a lot of swearing. Like one of the people who played a big role in the whole meme stock movement has a username that I probably can't say on this podcast. Oh, I'm curious now. Can you can you can you say it? <laughs> it's it's deep value. <laughs> okay, yes, we definitely need to bleep that. Yeah. So it's a pretty crude place. There are a ton of emojis. There are a ton of acronyms. You'll see people talking about the MOAS, for example, which means the mother of all short squeezes. You'll see people posting screenshots of like their trading accounts, how much they're up each day, but also like how much they're down, which is pretty interesting because that's normally not something people want to talk about. But they're weirdly supportive communities in that way. Like everybody is in this together. It's okay to have a down day. In the end, we will all be vindicated. That's sort of the belief. What's the appeal of, I guess, this specific community for the people who are on there? You know, communities are places where people make friends. And that's a good thing. But you could also argue there's a downside as well, because, you know, I mentioned um, everybody being supportive of one another, even when when they're losing money. So, you know, one guy I spoke to, he's down something like $20,000, I think, on his AMC investment. And he knows that's crazy. He knows what has happened with AMC stock is crazy defies logic, um, but he's still invested in it. And he said, you know, he gets conviction from the community, you know, nobody is bailing out. So he's not going to bail out either. Like they all believe it's going to rally at some point. So he draws conviction from the community, even though he's significantly down. And they literally have a a term for what that is of of holding onto a stock. I've heard this term diamond hands. What, What is that, Joe? Oh, diamond hands. Yeah, it's Diamond hands means you're going to hold on to a stock 
or you know some other holding no matter what no matter how volatile it is no matter how risky it is it's uh, sort of the ultimate sign of conviction okay Let's get into a few of the market dynamics that uh, that we end up talking about here, Joe. In this whole GameStop drama, uh, you've mentioned something called short selling here. What is short selling? So short selling is a legitimate investing strategy where somebody is essentially betting that a stock is going to fall. And so the mechanics of that is an investor will borrow shares from an institution willing to lend them sells those shares on the market, and then anticipates buying those shares back at a lower price, and then returning the shares to you know the institution that lent them, and pocketing the difference. That's the profit. A lot of people don't like it ethically. Um, Why is that? Well, a lot of people see it as profiting off of a corporation's misery, essentially. But short selling does play a role in markets, sometimes a valuable one. What is the value that it would play then? So short sellers have exposed legitimate problems at companies that the general market may have missed. Sometimes they expose, you know, legitimate accounting malfeasance and fraud and things like that. And the other term, I guess, that we're talking about when we talk about GameStop is a short squeeze, which I gather is related to short selling. What's a short squeeze? So a short squeeze happens when, let's say, there's a lot of short sellers in a particular stock. And for whatever reason, that stock is going up and up and up. And so the bet is going the wrong way. Now, short sellers, remember, they they borrowed shares and, and sold them. And eventually, they have to return those shares, typically by a certain date. And so if the stock is going up, then they have to buy it back at a higher price and incur losses, potentially big ones. So if a stock price is going up, they have to close that position at some point before they lose even more money. And so they're forced to buy it back. Other short sellers are forced to buy it back as well. And that's called the short squeeze. And that can also have the effect of driving the stock price even higher because you have all these short sellers buying shares to close their positions, which just can move it upwards even higher. So it can be quite um, damaging financially for short sellers when this happens. And that was the goal with GameStop and AMC was to buy the stock, drive the share price higher and squeeze these short sellers. At its height, how much was the GameStop stock actually worth? Before all this happened, GameStop was trading at around $20, and at its peak, it hit $350, so a 1,600% increase. And it's fallen a lot since then, but it's still around $80 right now. So that's about four times what it was worth in early January 2021. year since everything unfolded with GameStop. For the investors who bought into these meme stocks, what do they think about all of this now? So there are still very active communities around GameStop and AMC in particular. There's one guy in Montreal named Jason, who's sort of the classic meme stock investor, got into this because he saw all the hype around AMC and did not want to miss out. And so he invested at least 
20,000 into AMC in 2021. And he's the guy I was referring to earlier who knows that all of this is crazy and does not make sense. But he feels like he can't get out of the stock now. He can't sell it now because he's down from where he was. And he feels like he's put in so much time and effort. He's held on for so long. He just he just can't sell now. The other thing is, he says, it's it's been very tiring to follow AMC. It is very stressful, the volatility in the stock, to see the money in your trading account bounce up and down so much every day. It sounds like for people who have held on for some time, you know, it's starting to to take a toll. And who else did you talk to? Um, I spoke to Goldie Gamari, who's an Ontario MPP with the Progressive Conservative Party. And so her financial disclosures show that the only stock she owns is GameStop. Now, when I spoke to her, she insisted she didn't buy because of FOMO. You know, she said she thoroughly researched the company before she bought into it. She wanted to make that very clear. Um, but it's still the only stock that she owns. And are these investors like typical of the larger meme stock community? So there was a study done by the Rotman School of Management, which is the business school at, at UFT, um, that looked at the demographics of meme, meme stock investors. And they tended to be lower income than more experienced investors. They were motivated by short-term gains, like they wanted to pay down debt or you know, create a nest egg to buy real estate. And that you know, carries a certain amount of risk. Um, because like we talked about before, these stock prices are elevated from where they were by a lot. And, you know, they could easily fall again. And a lot of people could be out um, a lot of money. So, you know, that is definitely one of the concerns around this phenomenon. This is an interesting study that you, you mentioned. I, what did it find out about the, I guess, the demographics, too, in terms of the, the age of, of people who are investing here? Yeah, again, I think it was assumed that meme stock investors were very young, like Gen Z or, you know, early, early millennials, people in their 20s. But the study found that at least half of the people surveyed were over the age of 35. Close to 20% were over the age of 55, mm -hmm. um, which, again, is worrying or can be worrying if these stocks correct and people lose money. Because, you know, when you're over the age of 55, you know, you have less time to make up for financial losses, right? You're, you're closer to retirement. So there are some people who, who could be hurt. When everything was happening here last year, Joe, there, there were big complaints that these Reddit investors kind of manipulated the stock for these companies. But really, I guess when you think about it, the idea of manipulating a stock, isn't that kind of what hedge fund managers do anyways, like when they short a company and when they're playing around with the stock market? I would say that's probably unfair to both meme stock investors and hedge funds or short sellers. Hmm. People can invest in companies for whatever reason they want. You can't exactly um, police that. So people are free to do that. They're free to go on Reddit and tell other people to do it as well. And you have like hundreds or thousands of people doing this. It's hard to make an argument for coordinated manipulation in that sense. I feel like, um, and the same with short sellers, like, again, it's a legitimate strategy. You might not agree with it, um, but it serves a purpose in the market. So what we saw was 
extreme for sure, but it was an extreme case of how markets ordinarily work. In the wake of all of this, has there been any new regulation around stock trading? Not really. In the U.S., the Securities and Exchange Commission, which is the financial regulator, did study this and uh, release a report in the fall um, that basically contained no policy recommendations or changes. So no, recommended nothing change then, essentially? No. So there's nothing really that would stop something like this from happening again. Because again, like people can invest for whatever reason they want. They can go online and they can find others who, who want to do the same thing. If we can just take a step back and I guess look at the big picture of what happened here, how would you explain what happened with GameStop? What was this meme stock craze really all about? So I think beyond sort of the obvious reasons of people, you know, not wanting to miss out and wanting to make money, I think some see some darker elements in this whole movement. This one finance professor at Rotman that I spoke to uh, said it's really part of this whole post-truth age where expert advice is disregarded and experts themselves are ignored or seen as somehow corrupt because there are agreed upon investing principles, right? If you don't pick stocks, you need a balanced portfolio. This is how you value a company. All of that was just thrown out the window. And he found that a little concerning. And something that I find worrying is there's a strong conspiratorial line of thinking in these communities that is built on like a distrust of the markets, a distrust of Wall Street, a distrust of regulators, a distrust of government. And you can certainly have healthy skepticism about all of that. But in this case, it's taken to the extreme where like everybody is corrupt. You have some people sort of, you know, buying into this the same kind of fanciful thinking and erosion of trust in institutions that we've seen happening for the past few years. And it's, it's evident among some of these meme stock investors as well. And it's not entirely you know, pleasant to think about where that can lead. Joe, thanks so much for chatting with us today. Thanks for having me. That's it for today. I'm Manika Raman-Wilms. Michal Stein helped edit this episode. Our producers are Madeline White and Cheryl Sutherland. David Crosby edits the show. Kasia Mihailovich is our senior producer, and Angela Pachenza is our executive editor. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.